Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. What's up, guys? So uh, we're going to do things a little differently tonight. Um, sadly, Dan cannot uh, meet us. He is unavailable this evening, so I am going to just do a short little show, um, you know, just me and the one or two listeners out there. So, uh, you know, we only have each other. So let's uh, let's do this. So the reason that I kind of wanted to come on today and do a show, um, because we had some big news today in the world of the NHL, and especially when it comes to the New Jersey Devils, which is just a little strange uh, that the last episode we did Tuesday, which is uh, now it's, we're recording here Thursday night, uh, we actually discussed, you know, uh, the lack of secondary scoring coming from this devil team, um, how guys who uh, were very dependable in the beginning of the year um, just seemed to kind of uh, disappear the last month or two, a month and a half, I would say. And it's basically just been the Jack Hughes show and how worrisome that is, first and foremost. And secondly, the fact that if this guy goes down, we're in trouble. And if he goes down for any type of significant time, uh, you know, the way that the standings are and how tight the Metropolitan is and how tight the rest of the Eastern Conference is, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at this and saying, man, if this guy goes down and he stays out for a while, there's a chance that this team might miss the playoffs with the, the way that the Islanders have been playing, the way the Panthers have been playing, the Sabres have been playing. There, you, there is no rest here. You, you, there is no time off. You have to play your best hockey for these next 30 games to get into these playoffs and give yourself a shot, a legitimate shot at the cup, which is, you know, what we're all here for. Um, so, you know, we get the news today that Hughes suffered an upper body injury, that he will be week to week, which hockey speak can mean he'll be back the next game or he'll be back, uh, you know, next season. So all these things are uh, very interesting now. Uh, did check with a few sources, and um, I kind of feel pretty good about this as far as the length of time that he's going to miss. It does not look like it is going to be anything significant. I know that they have him um, uh, as uh, listed as uh, week to week, but it looks like, you know, four, five games, which would maybe be a week and a half or so, depending. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. So if it's a four or five game thing, you know, the team should be fine. They should be able to get over the hump there. You know, you go you go 500 even, you know, get six of the get four of the eight points rather um, if he'll be back in, in that in that stretch. Uh, but this is uh, something that might end up being a bit of a blessing in disguise for this team. This is a very good hockey club that does have a lot of deficiencies um, They're They're strong. Um, their strong suit, which is their speed and their uh, basically just their offense in general and the goaltending of Vitek Vanacek, uh, you know, that is been there all year. Um, very few times have they uh, kind of just, you know, went through stretches where they weren't putting at least three or four up. So the team should be able to do that. We were talking about the secondary scoring. We were discussing about how they just have been non-existent, but now is the chance. Now is the chance for the Igor Sharangovich and Fabian Zetterlin 
and Dawson Mercer and Nico Heischer, these guys now it's your time. Um, you know, especially with the trade deadline right around the corner and a lot of basically, I mean, as, as a fan, if you follow this team, how many guys on this team can you look at and say they cannot move? Uh, whatever you do, you cannot get rid of these guys. Well, I mean, if you look at this team, there's really not many of them. Uh, you know, I can say, okay, you're never going to move. He sure you're not going to move Pilat. You Hughes is we're not even discuss Hughes. Um, you're not going to move Hamilton. You're not going to move Vanacek. You know, is there anybody else on this team right now that you really would be heartbroken if they ended up being traded this season? My point being that, you know, everybody has got to have a little bit of a target on their back and think, you know what, if I don't start stepping up or I don't start pulling my weight here, yeah, I could end up being a casualty of this year's trade deadline. So, uh, you know, guys like Mercer and Sharon Govich, um, you know, I, I think, and uh, on this podcast, I think we pretty much agree on the fact that Dawson Mercer, yeah, his numbers aren't great this year, but a lot of that we believe is mostly a lack of opportunity and his inconsistent line play, um, line, line mates, I should say, um, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, now, um, I, I am taping the game right now against Seattle, so I'll go up and watch it after. I have no idea what the score is and where we're at. Um, I did hear that Dawson Mercer was going to be moved up into Jack Hughes' spot, so I'm guessing that Mercer is probably then going to be centering uh, the second line of Zetterlin and um, and Sharon Govich with Mercer. So, you know, that 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 can be good. Uh, that can be something that's definitely worth um, – the price of admission, you know, these guys, they can all score. They can all do well. Uh, let's see how that goes. And then uh, Alex Holt is being brought up. So if, if they're going to run, if Lindy Ruff decides that he is going to keep, of course, the Miles Wood line uh, intact and uh, the Nico Heischer line intact, then if the Dawson Mercer is just going to take Jack Hughes' place, then it's going to be Zetterlin and Sharon Govich most likely, which leaves the third line uh, would be Eric Halla, Tomas Tatar, and Alex Holtz. Um, I think all three of them have a grand total of, uh, I don't know, five, maybe six goals this season. So I'm not really expecting a whole lot. But this is a big chance for Alex Holtz. He has not been able to crack the lineup. And, you know, we had said it before, and, I'm, you know, every Devil fan knows it. Uh, unless there was an injury, he probably wasn't going to crack this lineup. That he was probably the guy with the biggest target on his back as far as the trade deadline goes. Uh, Alex Holtz is not safe. But he might be able to, you know, raise his value a little bit in this stretch without Hughes. You know, if he can come in and contribute offensively and be responsible defensively, um, that's the the thing that is really the killer of this team right now. They're just, they're not responsible defensively. And to me, um, you know, Dan might think a little differently on this or, or somebody else, but to me, it's more of a scheme. It's more of just the way that they play. It's it's a, not a personnel problem as much as, it, like I said, it's a scheme. It's the, the defensemen are constantly being um, encouraged to jump into the play. And uh, I find that they do it just a little bit too much and they end up losing their guys or a forward isn't getting back to cover the blue line. They're just these fundamental kind of, lapses during these games that cause tons of on-man rushes and that's another thing we have to keep in mind uh you know 
does this team really, does it play differently in front of Mackenzie Blackwood as it does in front of Vitek Vanacek? And if that's the case, without Hughes and maybe a Blackwood uh, start coming up, because, I mean, Vitek is not going to be able to play the, the next 30 in a row, so we know Blackwood is going to get some time in there. How's this team respond? They just have to play uh, the way that they played early on in the season. They have to get back to that if they want to have any kind of success uh, for this final stretch, and most definitely if they want to have any kind of success in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, we lost Andre Plot early on in this season. And you know what? It wasn't game over, and it wasn't, you know, quick, lock the doors, shut off the lights, we're set up our tee times because we're going nowhere. No, the team just continued to win and went on a 13-game winning streak. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Hughes gone, but I am saying that losing a guy is not the end-all, be-all. And um, it will be for Hughes, I think, if, if this was a – he's going to be out for a month, he's going to go on IR, uh, all those things, then, yeah, I think we have to really uh, – then this team has a lot to be concerned about. But until we hear that kind of news, we're not going to speculate on that. So right now, he should be back very shortly, miss a handful of games, and we'll see how the team does in his absence. But back to the point of, um, you know, losing Pilat, every team and losing Hughes, every team goes through injuries, and it does show a lot of, of your character, how well you're coached, and, the uh, you know, the, the maturity of, of a team, of uh, you know, that a veteran team is going to roll with these punches a little bit better than maybe a younger team like the Devils. Uh, now, you could argue that after all the injuries that plagued them last season, that this team, no matter what, they can handle dealing with injuries. That this is, you know, um, you know that was, of course, what completely uh, screwed them over last year was their injuries. And, you know, there were other variables involved, but the injuries were most definitely a big, big thing. And they had a terrible season. This is a completely different hockey club and uh, you know built different completely playing the way that you would want them to play so if Hughes is going to stay out long term yeah let's worry we can panic a little bit and and start pulling our hair out but until we hear that um and hopefully it's nothing major he gets right in the next week or two and he's back in the lineup like he doesn't miss a beat and that's what every devil fan and the nhl in general i mean this isn't just a dude who went down, who, you know, is your, and is fill in teams leading scorer. No, this is a guy who is in the talk right now for the heart trophy. You know, he is up there with the top goal scorers in the league. Uh, he is most definitely a budding young superstar that the NHL is going to have so many opportunities to exploit over the course of the next 10, 15 years, however long his career may last. We, you know, of course, always thought that, yeah, he is a small dude and coming in as young as he did, it's going to be many years until we get Jack Hughes at his prime. You know, Jack Hughes, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg for what this man can do. Uh, you know, he's 21 years old, you know, picture him, you know, five years down the road, 25, 26, filled out a dude who, you know, is now a, a grown man playing this game. Uh, you know, he should be able to um, be amazing for many, many years. So this is something that the NHL doesn't even want. You know, they they love their superstars and Jack is one of them. So, uh, you know, hopefully he gets his ass back out there soon. 
Um, and hopefully the injury is not a nagging one. You know, you, okay, if we're going to lose him, let's lose him now. Let's not lose him in April. Uh, we're going to need all hands on deck in playoffs because um, it looks like, and this is another reason why we want to come on, jump on and, and talk a little bit tonight, uh, that, yeah, the Rangers were the first ones to pull the trigger. They were the, the first ones in the Eastern Conference to really make a significant move. Uh, they made a trade with the St. Louis Blues today to get uh, Tarasenko over. So uh, he is on his way across the Hudson to go play for the New York Rangers with his uh, 29 points and his 10 goals and his 19 assists. Look, you know, he's not going to be the difference in this guy making, you know, this team winning a Stanley Cup, but uh, he definitely helps. Um, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko is a solid player. He's been there before. He knows what it takes to win a cup. Uh, the Blues did it in 2017. So, yeah, he's definitely going to help this team. Uh, they didn't give up a lot for it. I think if I check real quick, uh, Sammy Blaze went and uh, was it from maybe just a, a, a draft pick. Um, so it was, um, yeah, Sammy Blaze, uh, a Hartford defenseman, an AHL defenseman by the name of Hunter Skinner. Skinner! And two 2023 first rounders. They gave up two first rounders for Tarasenko. That's... That's a lot. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I just, you know, Sammy Blaze, he wasn't doing much. You know, okay, you're not really going to miss him. And, you you know, I'm not, I don't ever even heard of the Skinner guy. So I don't know what kind of future he had, but just two first rounders, you know, two high prospects. It is quite a bit for a guy that really, you know, if the Rangers had traded for him a year ago or two years ago, uh, okay, this is a different player this year. You know, he's a year older. Uh, he's been talking about getting out of St. Louis now for the past three seasons. Well, they finally got him out, and, uh, you know, we get to face him for the uh, foreseeable future, which that'll be fun. But on a positive note, you know, last week it was reported that the Rangers also decided they were going to throw their stupid-ass hat into the Timo Meyer ring. So, you know, as a Devil fan, of course, you're getting a little nervous. Like, these sons of bitches, now they're going to come in, they're going to scoop up Meyer, the one dude who I have, I think, if you speak to 100 Devil fans, 95 of them are going to say, we want Timo Meyer. So he is definitely the drug of choice when it comes to this trade deadline. So, um, you know, now that the Rangers are another team that, and a lot of teams want Meyer, and the Rangers were one of them, I do think that with the Tarasenko move, you know, maybe they have a small a small trade left in them before the deadline. But for the most part, I think the Rangers are done. I mean, sure, they could shock us and, you know, make a blockbuster trade with San Jose next uh, tomorrow and, and get Timo Meyer in here. But, you know, everything from with uh, a month ago when the rumors started buzzing right up until now, uh, it really does look like um, the the Devils are the front runner. For Timo Meyer, and again, this is something that you know changes the 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 lands. Now, you know, does Tarasenko change the landscape of the Rangers? Does a uh, does the rest of the league, the rest of the conference, the rest of the division now look at a Tarasenko full Rangers team and say, now they they have that missing piece. Now they're going to be the team to beat. I don't think so. Now, I mean, it's 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 like I said, it's a good move, but it, it you know it does make their team better. But I don't think it 
makes them so much better that they are now the favorites to win the whole thing. Uh, no. But Timo Meyer coming to the Devils, you could say that completely changes the dynamic of this club and what this team looks like going forward and what this team has the potential to do going forward. It's extremely interesting and exciting when you stop and you're thinking how good Jack Hughes is and now put him on the line centering Timo Meyer, two dudes that just have silky smooth hands, except they're completely different players. They're both fast. Yes. Timo Meyer has the size advantage. He's, you know, he'll hit, he'll get into the dirty spots. He'll do what needs to be done, but he also has an extremely heavy shot. And, you know, Jack is just, uh, you know, he's just silk and smooth and just, flowing across the ice and can do anything with the puck. And, uh, you know, he's an amazing finesse player. But Timo Meyer, as even though he does have those skills, his other his skills also a big heavy shot. It can open up some lanes for Jack. Um, it, it, it is so exciting. And whoever that third dude is going to be, if they can get Timo Meyer and if Jack stays healthy, all these big ifs, I get it. Whoever that third dude is uh, that's on that line is going to benefit greatly. Now, if you don't move um, Alex Holtz, think about it, uh, and you, maybe you move Sharon Govich, and I'm talking about with the trade, so they end up leaving. How nice or how cool of a line or, or just whatever uh, of a, a Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer, and then putting Alexander Holtz on the other side. I think that could be extremely interesting. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, if if Lindy Ruff and Tom Fitzgerald and this organization, uh, they've been patient with uh, Alex Holtz. And, you know, other than this year, he had all the ice time he wanted. He was designated down to Utica and playing down there and um, learning his craft. It hasn't clicked yet up here uh, with the big club. It hasn't clicked yet. Well, you know, if you really want to see what this guy can do, put him on a line with those two dudes. You know, I mean, it, that that can be an explosive line, and uh, that would that might be fun to watch. Again, Sharon Govich on that line, I think, uh, would be explosive. Dawson Mercer on that line. Uh, I would keep it young. I'd keep it, um, you know, guys that play like those dudes. I wouldn't put Tomas Tatar on there. I, I just, to me... I don't know. I mean, again, they're just, you know, it's like we had we had four lines producing for the majority of the season. And now we're at a point where, yeah, you're winning, but you're winning really ugly games and you're getting scoring from Jack Hughes. And we we talked about it. You can sprinkle in a couple from Palat and Heischer and Hamilton. But really, that's it. You know, this team needs to wake up and, and get rolling. I mean, Jack has carried this team for a very long time. Well, he's going to be out for any kind of uh, significant time. This team needs to really carry him because they can be in a really bad position really soon. So, um, you know, that's just something to think about. Right now we are playing the Seattle Kraken. I have no clue what is going on with that game. If we're winning, uh, if uh, the, you know, McKenzie's in goal or is uh, VTech in goal, you know? So, you know, right now, you know, there's, you have the Rangers right now. They're only six points behind you and the Capitals 
are 12 points behind you. Have a nice lead over the Capitals. I mean, for this team to, to miss the playoffs, it would really have to be a monumental collapse. So, uh, you know, I really hope that Jack gets back quick and we can get this thing back on track. Hopefully we never miss a beat um, because it gets tough. You know, we have uh, right now we're playing the Kraken. Um, you know, then we have the Wild on Saturday night. Uh, this is a, a Minnesota team. They run hot and cold. You know, they can be really dominant and really good at sometimes. Uh, and other times they just they, they sleepwalking through games. Um, you know, that Wild team, they have a lot of they have a lot of really good players on this team. And they just for some reason this season can't seem to click. Uh, I think they they got blown out by Dallas last night. Uh, I saw it was like three or four nothing. I didn't finish getting the final score on that one. But, you know, the wild team, you know, this team's got to be awake. Devils got to be awake. A, it's in Minnesota. And B, like I said, this is a team that runs hot and cold. I mean, you can catch them one night and they can just be on fire and, and you're in for a dogfight. Um, well, you know, if you're going to miss any games, I guess, Jack, you should miss the one against the Blue Jackets because they're, we're going to Columbus. So pack the bags, boys and girls. Get grandma ready because we're going to Ohio to go play the Blue Jackets and Johnny Hockey. So uh, I think last time we spanked them six or seven to one or seven to two, whatever the fuck it was, but we kicked their ass. Uh, I expect Tuesday night to do that again. And then we got a Blues team, um, which we have to go out. So we're we're on our way now for another road trip. We play at home right now. And uh, shit, I just saw the freaking score of the Devils game. I didn't mean to do that. Anyway, uh, we're winning right now three to one. So that's great. So then we go on a road trip, and it's a pretty – it's a four-game road trip. We got the Wild. We have the Blue Jackets. Then we go to St. Louis, and we finish up a week from tomorrow – is today third? A week from Saturday, I apologize, against the Penguins. So that'll be uh, uh, one, two, three, four games. You know, you only one – two of them are in the division. So if, if you're going to – you know, Jack's going to miss those four if that's already a definite, which it probably is. Uh, you know, you got to win the Blue Jackets game. you got to win the Penguin game. You know, and, and the Blues are a team that, you know, it's weird. There's two, two teams in the NHL that have just seemed to own the Devils uh, most of the time, and they're not great teams. Everybody else can beat them except us, and that's St. Louis and the fucking Predators. Nashville seems – I don't think we – have beaten them in 75 years or something. At least it feels like that. Uh, Penguins always, you know, divisional game. You, they always play us tough. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, and like I said, after that, you come home and you have a couple at home and it doesn't get any easier. You're on it. Then you're on a four game homestand. You got the red hot Winnipeg Jets. You know, a lot of people sleeper pick to go and win the West are getting fantastic goaltending. From uh, Hollabuck, uh, they're just a very solid, well-coached, good team. Roll four lines. They do the dirty work. Uh, you know, they make some mental mistakes. Um, but, you know, the Devils and the Jets, that should be a good game. The Jets are a lot like Seattle in the way that they play very fast, um, except I think Winnipeg has better goaltending. So it'll be a challenge. So that'll be very exciting. Uh, then we're home against the Canadians. Um, you know, sadly the Canadians are nowhere near where they want to be or even where they thought they'd be this year. It has been a pretty shit year for them. Um, you know, Martin St. Louis, uh, Martin St. Louis up there is, you know, doing the best he can, but, uh, you know, he just doesn't have a whole ton to work with. They're uh, very, the youngest team in the NHL. So they have a lot of growing to do, uh, again, 
though a tough game uh, for some reason, you know, you think of the classics the Devils and Canadians have had over the course of the last three decades. Uh, so it's always exciting when you play the Habs, you know, and any, anytime you play an original six team, you know, it kind of fires you up a little bit. Um, you know, it's exciting. And then uh, we have the two against We have one more against the Kings at home. Uh, L.A., again, another team favored to win the West by a lot of people. Uh, you know, this is a very, very good hockey club. Uh, I feel that the Devils match up very good against L.A., uh, and the Flyers are the Flyers. You know, I don't know how much I can get into the hatred between the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, between their fans, between the teams, all the history that they have. Uh, you know, other than beating the New York Rangers, nothing feels better than beating the Flyers. Uh, so, you know, there are some tough ones coming up. But you know what? These guys will be all right. And uh, I think right now the exciting part of the season is really starting. That's the, uh, you know, especially nearing the trade deadline and getting real curious and see how your team is going to look in less than a month and moving forward into the playoffs. So, again, um, you know, I think that's about it. I was going to do for tonight's show, uh, but I am going to save it until uh, we do a show with Dan because um, the next uh, did want to discuss I have – uh, the top five New Jersey Devil trades of all time. So, we, uh, you know, they've had goddamn countless trades, you know, how many people every year, this and that. So I went through them and I picked the five best, I should say the five most important trades for the New Jersey Devils franchise. But I do want to do that with my partner, uh, and, and not just by myself. So, like I said, we just wanted to get some content out. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I, I, you know, killed a half hour of your time with a little bit of, uh, interesting content. With that being said, next time we will be back to our old selves. It'll be the two of us. Um, thank you so much for checking us out, guys. We are, uh, starting to get, you know, kind of all over the place here. We're going to be, um, you know, uh, the Uncle Pucker YouTube channel is going to get um, launched shortly. So we'll have video content. We'll, um, you know, and, and uh, you can find us on, you know, all the major social media platforms. Um, just search us. Uh, Uncle Puckers, uh, drop us a line. UnclePuckers at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listener and, uh, you know, reading some feedback, any emails, any questions, comments, critiques, anything else, you know, just send them our way. And uh, we'll be more than happy to check them out. So, Until then, guys, uh, we'll see you next time. Um, And uh, that's it, man. Just go devs. Peace.